Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. It's good to be together again on the Word Podcast. This is Dale. I thank you so much for joining with me. What we do on the Word is quite simple. We examine the Word of God and say, Lord, what is it that you want to share with us? What do you want to say to us today? So let me get right into it because we're going to be covering some exciting verses right here. You know, these are not just uh, uh, stories and these are just not accounts. These are not just verses for a past time for us to read and think, oh, wasn't that marvelous? Wasn't that good? This is the living, breathing Word of God that He has given to us for such a time as this in each one of our lives. And if we would just lay it before him and say, God, what is it that you're speaking to me through this word? I think we would be absolutely amazed at what he says to us. I'm going to pick up where we were on our last time together in Galatians, the second chapter. And we looked at the first couple of verses and we found out that after a period of time, some 14 years, that Paul went to Jerusalem. This time he took with him Barnabas and Titus. And if you'll remember, he went because of revelation. The Lord revealed to him that he was to go there. So he went there. He submitted to them the gospel which he preached among the Gentiles. He went in humility. And again, I don't think it was because of doubt or anything like that. He wasn't running out of fear of God that he was bringing forth the wrong gospel, the wrong message. He wasn't running out of fear of man. But I think it was uh, that he was running from uh, the perspective of realizing that he that the church was starting to be divided, that there was a Gentile belief and there was a Jewish belief. Something was occurring. And this is actually what we're going about to, we're about to find out that the Galatians were experiencing, that there were people coming in and saying, yes, Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. Yes, Jesus is Messiah. Yes, Jesus is the one by whom you are saved. And yeah, you're saved through the grace of God, but there's more. And the but more that they were bringing was the law. And they were saying you need especially to be circumcised. And if you're circumcised, then you will be a complete and a whole believer. And so this is where this whole problem is starting to be revealed here in the book of Galatians. Someone was bringing this different gospel. Someone was bringing this false gospel to them and it was bringing grace, uh, great disruption. It was being done on purpose, and we'll see later on why it was being done, but I'll just tell you right now, it was being done to control them. It was being done to where these people would have to go to certain groups of people, would have to be under their authority, to have to be under their thumb, would have to turn to them. It's the same thing that happens today. We're going to see yet later on what the Lord says about leadership and what true leadership is. But we see the same type of thing happening within the body of Christ today. It is rampant. And so his running in vain wasn't out of fear of man or out of fear of God, but he wanted to make sure that the gospel that he brought was not being destroyed by these ones that were bringing in a different gospel. Now look what he says in verse 3. This is Galatians chapter 2, verse 3. But not even Titus, who was with me, though he was a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. I love this. Paul was quite the uh, 
I don't want to say rabble rouser, but if I did say that, I'd say it in a, in a good sense, okay? He would bring things forth. He would not back off from things. When he went to Jerusalem by revelation, he took Barnabas and he took Titus. Barnabas was held in very high esteem uh, among the Jewish leadership. Uh, Barnabas was a Jew. He was a Levite. He was from Cyprus. And as a matter of fact, he was a mentor to Paul. And you see that in Acts. The first part of Acts, you always see that Barnabas, it says Barnabas and Paul, Barnabas and Paul. Then later on, Paul is mentioned first, and Paul is the one that is exalted. So Barnabas was highly esteemed among the Jewish brethren. Titus, as we see right here, was a Greek. That means he was a Gentile. He was uncircumcised. And Paul brought this fine example of a Gentile who had been saved, who had been transformed by grace and faith and brought him to Jerusalem and brought him in apparently with the meetings with the powers that be, those who were of reputation, as they're mentioned, I think, four different times in this chapter. And uh, he brings them in there. And in presenting what he had presented to the Gentiles, even the Jewish leaders, okay, the Jewish Christian leaders sat there and said, no, no, he does not have to be circumcised. They acknowledge that. It says here in verse 3, he was not compelled to be circumcised. And so that was a major, major thing. And you think, well, what was bringing all this about? Well, verse 4 gives us some insight. So let me read verse 4 and verse 5. Actually, I'm going to start with verse 3 again. All three of these verses start with the word but. But it gives us some insight into what's going on. But not even Titus, who was with me, though he was Greek, was compelled to be circumcised, verse 4. But it was because of the false brethren secretly brought in who had sneaked in to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, in order to bring us into bondage. That's verse 4. Let me just stop there for a moment and just say a couple things about that. Do you see what's happening? There were false brethren that had been secretly brought in. Uh, we actually start seeing several groups here in um, the letter to Galatians. You see the Gentiles who were saved, okay, in the Galatian area churches. You see Jewish people in that region who were saved, okay? You also see uh, Jewish people who were saved, but they're being enticed to go back to the law. And there, I think there was Jewish people that were saved, but that were wrong, okay? They were in error. You know, we've all been in error before. We've all been wrong before. and so. But they were truly saved. But then you have this group right here. They're called false brethren. A false brethren is someone who professes to be a brethren, but they're not. And that's really important to lock into right here. <coughs> Too often we try to paint entire groups of people as being unified in thought, and they're not. These are false brethren. They had been brought in for a purpose, and the purpose was to spy out our liberty to spy out the liberty they had in Christ Jesus. So Paul, when he came to Jerusalem, there were people that were sent and they were brought in secretly and they were acting like they were brethren, but they were trying to see what this liberty was. And the liberty is that they have freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ and that you're not in bondage anymore under the law. Now we rejoice in that. We, and you know, when you look at the law and the old covenant and all that, but let me tell you what, folks, we do the same thing today. As a matter of fact, our bondages are even stronger. We, we come along and do things and expect people to dress like we do. We expect people to worship like we do. We expect people to meet in the same pattern at the same time, even to have prayer groups and Bible studies and things that are good, 
okay? But they become a law unto themselves. And we will find ourselves in bondage if we're not very, very careful. We're in bondage to the traditions of man. We're in bondage to the things that we think that we need to do to be in right relationship with God. Now, these things are good. We, we are told to pray, no doubt. We're told to study the Word of God. We're told to corporately worship. We're told to privately worship. We're told to give alms. We're told to do all these things. But all of these things come about because of the freedom that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because of what He has done in our lives for us, we're able to do it. These folks, these false brethren, were sent in to secretly spy this out. And then the last part of verse 4 says, in order to bring us into bondage. The whole point and purpose was to bring them back into bondage, in this particular case, into Judaism and the law and all the things that were entailed with that. Let me just read verse 5, and I'll have to pick up talking more about it the next time. Okay, verse 5 says this, But we did not yield in subjection to them for even an hour so that the truth of the gospel would remain with you. He's saying this, we didn't submit to that. We saw the trap. We saw the trick. We weren't about to fall for that. And, you know, I can imagine that Paul was sitting there thinking, why are they doing this? But now reflecting back, he realizes what's going on. It was for the Galatians where he'd be able to say this. May we do likewise. May we not fall into the trap of going back into bondages, of going back into Egypt. We are at liberty. We have been set free by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. May we live within that freedom and that liberty. Again, I'm Dale. I thank you so much for being with me. I'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.